Join Tim and Christina Madden, co-founders of Executive Career Upgrades, on their podcast. Join Tim and Christina Madden, co-founders of Executive Career Upgrades, on their podcast, The Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. As an executive in today's highly competitive job market, it can be tough to succeed. However, with Tim's nationally recognized career advice and Christina's mindset expertise, you can reach your full potential. Tune in to upgrade your career and get ahead of the competition. We are live. Welcome, everyone. Hey, welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades podcast. We are Tim and Christina Madden. Hey, if you don't know us, we help those targeting six figures and multiple six figures land jobs they love. Hey, we go live inside the Executive Career Network on Facebook each week as well. Check us out. 12,000 people. We're just getting started. That's We're like, just getting started. That's we like... need the, the next ones. We need to get to 35. I think mm-hmm. a big stadium when we went down to Miami where Grant held that event, the baseball stadium was 35,000 people. But hey, if you need a job, if you need a new career, there, there's a couple people in there that probably do what you do. So we welcome you to join that community. Obviously, we also stream live to our friends over on LinkedIn and YouTube. We are live now. We are monitoring the comments. Hope everyone is doing well today. It's Monday, and we'll get into that in just a minute. And of course, after we're done with this, because we had um, Sufian, yes, we do upload these to everywhere on the internet. So people, you know, listen later on Spot, uh, Spotcast, Spotify, <laughs> Apple, Google, basically everywhere on the internet. So, hey, do us a favor before we get started. Of course, if we bring you any value today, and you're lucky if you're viewing live, I'm, I'm actually excited about this podcast because it seems like we already had this scheduled. And then a lot of things came into mm-hmm. our lives over the last couple of days of stuff we wanted to talk about. So we have an exciting episode for you today. But hey, share this with a friend, a family member, a business associate, someone who may be struggling in one of these areas. It will absolutely help them. So, hey, before we get started, yes, it is Monday. We do this podcast on Wednesday. I mm-hmm. think next week's podcast is going to be on Thursday, too, because we've been traveling a lot. You just got back from St. Louis. We leave Wednesday for the Inc. 5000 conference, the gala event, which is going to be awesome. Do you like your dress? Love my dress. Got really, got really lucky finding that dress. We need to ask in the comments. You showed us your velvet hands because you have like a velvet dress. (laughs) Velvet. He didn't mean velvet hands, velvet gloves. Yeah. Velvet gloves. Sorry. Uh Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ladies, tell me if you're going to a gala, is that, you know, they come all the way up on your uh, biceps. you guys can't probably all see me, but, um, and I'm like, man, this seems really extra fancy for a gala. So if you're a lady and you've been to a gala, tell me if that's a thumbs up or thumbs down on the, on the, uh, evening gown gloves. Yeah. <laughs> and hello, Stephanie, Eric, Melissa, Shane, we see you. Good morning. The other thing is I remember when I ordered the first suit, right. Is I just ordered like a black and white tie suit. And then I was like, no, we've never been like formal, formal. So I went ahead and got the low cut kind of three piece suit with the vest and everything. Tim, I've never Tim, worn is, anything cl- like that. Tim is clearly more excited about the apparel than I am, which is yeah. really, really adorable. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it is. It is. Um, and then, but, you oh, know, we have been to a lot of military balls, though. You didn't feel like I felt really formal at those. You didn't feel formal at those. I'm just so used to wearing my military. Oh, yeah. Now you know he gets I mean? to wear. Yeah, that is true. So now I'm retired. Retired. 23 gets to wear the years. Suit with the rest of us common folk, us civilians. And 
then right after that, I had to, I leave from St. Louis, everyone, and fly right into Utah for a speaking event with legacy entrepreneurs. That's going to be fun. We're going to be in the Moab Mountains. If you've ever, uh, if you follow David Goggins, you you know he ran that 240-mile run. It just actually was this uh, last week as well. And a woman won it. A woman won the 240 miler. So we're going to be driving over the mountains. This is just going to be a great time. And then I'll be back too. Yeah, I'm sending him on his way to that by himself. I'm not riding in those side by sides <laughs> on cliffs. Hello. So, hey, let's get started because we have some exciting stuff. And I do know, hey, first off, as always, congratulations. We've seen from the ECU clients and some of our programs, I saw a couple offers come in the, this morning and a couple people accepted offers. So if that's you and you're watching, great job. An Great extra job. special shout out to our ECU clients that tune into this because, well, this isn't Wednesday, but usually on Wednesday we have the, the podcast that sometimes goes for an hour, then my mindset session right up with that at 1 p.m. and then right into Tim's call. You're talking about three hours of, of live coaching and every week they're showing up mm -hmm. vulnerable. Let's talk about this stuff. Coachable. How are you going to get better? Yeah. If you don't get the information and then take action on it, right? Take notes. So let's get started. Definitely. Hey, these are going to be a couple notes, a couple quotes that you probably want to, to store somewhere, right? So, hey, before we get started, as always, you need help in your career, finding the next opportunity, enhancing leadership and development skills, all things career. Hey, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Episode 104, resilience. Mm. Resilience. Whew, guys, guys, take a second. Ask yourself. Resilience in the C-suite. Yeah, resiliency in the C-suite. <clears throat> but this conversation's for anybody, right? Mm -hmm. We've spent a little time in the C-suite now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> owning, owning a business and... <clears throat> don't think about it. It happened so quick. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. But at, take a moment and just ask yourselves, like, how do you build resiliency? And do you consider yourself to be resilient? And what are some of those, you know, personality traits, character traits, that make you resilient, or maybe like I listened to David Goggins this morning. I won't go on a rant about it, but you know, so many people avoid their weaknesses and only focus on the things they're good at. And I think that is the top like character flaw that would stop people from really tapping into resiliency. So for him, obviously he loves running, so he's going to get out there and run, but maybe his weak spot is, I don't know, connecting with his family or communication. So you just kind of avoid I'm not saying this about David Goggins. He's pretty much crushing all these areas. But if you're only focusing on the things you're really good at, you're probably missing some really cool stuff. Well, because people want to avoid and that's part of number one, which we'll get into soon. Who wants to be through discomfort? Yeah, no. Who wants to? I, I, I tell our, our clients this and, you know, the people we mentor all the time. It's like when you start anything or things you're weak at, we could make a list right now. You probably don't want to do it. It's probably going to be painful. Welcome. Welcome. That's how you build resilience, right? So the first quote I got is hard times build hard people. Hey, Navy SEALs, mm. how are you going to be a resilient person unless you overcome challenging areas in your life? And there's a couple different ones, which we're going to focus on right now. So let's get right into it. Okay. Oh, and here's another thing. This does not happen overnight, okay? Does not happen overnight, will not happen within the next 12 months, and it's an ever-going, long-ending, never-journey marathon. 
extended well, marathon. Unlike a, unlike a marathon, there is no finish line is when he's saying well, marathons have a finish line. The, the quote I had from, from our man, Grant Cardone, was when he talked about like success and obtaining success mm -hmm. and actually like what that actually takes, mm -hmm. you know? And I remember it's like five minutes. He just keeps going on and on. And then people are like, Ooh, I don't know if I want to be successful. That sounds like a Ooh, lot. I've, and, so. I've asked and, myself that quite a bit. And, you know, just one more thing. I'm, you know, Derek, our SVP of enrollment, who's amazing. He, his dad was a football coach for college, I believe. And all the college kids would go there and the parents would go there and they'd all say, we want our call, our kid to, you know what I mean? Potentially make to the NFL and do this and this. And he said, no problem. Here's everything you're going to have to do. And they said, wow, that sounds like a lot. So, hey, if you're tuning into this podcast, we are not talking about average. We are not talking about mediocre. We're talking about, hey, how to build ourselves as the leader that we need to be for the next generation that definitely needs some help in the leadership. So he's talking about true impact. And uh, this is not throwing shade at anybody listening, but I know a lot of people after having thousands of conversations like this one that are in the C-suite that have no interest in what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm talking about true impact on leadership, teams, businesses, corporate America, communities, um, really taking your, your using your career really as a vehicle to tap into some of that. Uh, success demands a lot from us. I think we can all agree that agree to that demands it demands a lot from us you know and i find myself sometimes we'll, we'll make it to the next level and the next level and the next level and i'm like i don't know if i'm prepared to go to the next level because i know what it takes right like i know what it's taken mm -hmm. to get to this point and it starts with you that's the difficult part mm -hmm. you know who who do we need to become who do you need to become so you can live the type of life you want so hey let's start there with number one i saw an amazing little Little, little quote, right? So we got six things we're going to talk about today. The first, hey, self-awareness, right? How to build re resiliency in your, you know, director, VP, or executive role, right? Or if you're in a job search, this is important too. So three things I have for you, self-awareness, okay? Number one, these are things that will make you unable to change. Are you ready? And you probably do them every single day. Number one, stay away from things you cannot change and cannot impact, okay? There's the news, right? Their job is to keep you watching, right? Make you feel good. Oh, it's horrible. Make you feel good. <laughs> Here's the, every day, 24, 7, 365. So number one, if you're always worried about what's going on in whatever part of the world that you have no control over and you can't impact it, okay, you got to give it up. Number two, I have a, I have a quick <clears throat> little story on that. It's in my book. If any of you are reading it, I'll, I'll be brief, but, and it's so funny. It's about our neighbor. <clears throat> and if the neighbor who's very nice guy, by the way, if you ever were to read my book or pop on this podcast, I don't think he would, but he'd be like, Oh my God, she's talking about me. Um, but in the morning when I get up and now guys, I'm starting to get up around five in the morning game changer. I know you guys are probably all sick of hearing about that <laughs> five in the morning, 5 a.m. club. Five, Is it, five. Was it pleasant for you? Did you crave it or was it like, Hey, I got to own the day and go get mine. I had to have uh, multiple conversations <laughs> with myself. Like, like, like guys literally like have me questioning my sanity. Like, why am I talking to myself right now? Um, yeah, because you, you know, your mind wants to tell you every reason not to get out. Here's where, here's what some of mine sounded like. You just got into from St. Louis last night and you got to be tired. Travel wears on you. Uh, 
you were so busy unpacking and getting ready for the week. You have a long week ahead of you. You need more rest. I mean, we're talking about legitimate stuff, right? <laughs> like, oh, for sure. I need more rest. And I had, I don't know, about seven hours of sleep. But um, I just said to myself, like, not engaging with this thought error, like that's going to happen. I got to be okay with that. Like, I'm just going to get up five, four, three, two, one. You might've heard of that uh, from Mel Robbins, but and I just get up. And then once you're up, you're fine. Mm -hmm. um, so anyways, that's through that comfort zone. But anyways, when I open up my back blinds in the morning with one of my cool electric, you know, and the thing's going up, guys, this, this has not failed. I've been in this house three and a half years. Not once has it failed that, and I look for it every day. It's like my little, aha, you know, the blind goes up and I can see across our canal into the large glass sliders of our neighbor. And oh, it's a yeah, big yeah, screen yeah. TV. And I see anything, you know, see um, MSN, NBC, CNN, whatever. The, yeah. You can see, you know what these are. It's a big face. It's talking. You got the stock exchange rolling across the bottom, which by the way, I haven't watched this stuff in probably 10 years. I don't watch the news, period. Don't watch it. Probably some stuff creeps in from TikTok and other social media feeds uh, and from friends or whatever, but I don't watch this stuff. And I see it and I'm like, oh my gosh, the sun's not even up yet. This guy's sitting there listening to this stuff, whatever narrative's being thrown his way, whatever. Okay. So then I go about my day at night, about 11 p.m., I'm going to close it and I look across and the dude is still watching this thing. And I'm like, man, even if you are a news watcher, like get your information. So, so with that, we're talking about, hey, being aware of your time. So yes, with number one, self-awareness. So, hey, stay away from the news. Number two, do not – so many people do this, so I'm letting you know not to do this, okay? Don't focus every day on what you don't have. So many people spend so much time focusing on the car they don't have, the relationship, the marriage, the job, the – man, you can keep going, Right? You wish your kids didn't have some illness. You you wish a million things. You cannot change it. Okay, so number two, don't focus on what you don't have. That will not help your situation. Number three, thinking about the past and the future all the time. Now, don't get mm -hmm. me wrong. We have to learn from our mistakes. We have to learn from our best practices, and we need to plan on the future. But what I'm talking about is that friend who every day says, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that, etc. Okay. That will not help you. Those are three things that will only ensure to keep you stuck. So with self-awareness, here's my best advice. The most important day of your life. You know what day that is? Today. It's today, baby. <laughs> okay. Because it's the only day you can impact your life. It was not later today. We can't today. change it's yesterday. Right now. It's literally in this moment right now. Okay. So if you're thinking of changing your life, there are things that you have to stop doing. And then there's something you have to take seriously, which is today. The only thing that can impact your life, the most important day of your life is right now. What are you going to do with your time? And guys, if you start putting this into practice, you'll start realizing how much time you actually have, which is really cool. So it's like a gift waiting for you of like, uh -huh, I see. Started a challenge today. And one thing I added to it for myself was so ex like I am not sending a communication, a text message, jokes, nothing unless there's an actual clear objective and it needs to happen with an end goal of this is what I need for the text to do. And even just doing it today for a few hours, I'm realizing, oh my gosh, I, you know, I'm getting caught in these loops of time loss and I need my time. So managing your time and self-awareness, big part of this resiliency thing, because you need time to 
to do the things you it's need your to, to do. It's your most valuable resource. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's why I like to say we have eight hours to sleep. We're going to work for eight hours. That last eight hours determines the quality of your life. And if that last eight hours we're worried about like what's on the news, what event happens. Oh, I wish I had this. I should have that. Right. Or worrying about the past and the future. Like when are you ever going to change your situation? Mm -hmm. Right. And I know we're talking about like resilience in the C-suite. Right. But you can obviously see that, that this is kind of a lifestyle as, as well. Right. Like this impacts your, your life. Number two. Hey, self-regulation, <laughs> self-control. So what we'd like to tell you because of one of our mentors, if you do not have a habit based routine, you are in the worst possible position that you can be in in your life. Because we always fall to our processes and our habits. Most people have a lot of bad habits. It's okay to say that, right? We're all working on something. But the problem is so many think, man, it's happened with us. Now, maybe we should talk about this. Sure. We rarely drink. We rarely drink alcohol. Okay. That Yeah. In the last couple of years, we rarely drink alcohol. We, yeah. had, we had our fair share yeah, yeah, yeah. in our younger days. Yeah. I was a military recruiter for three years. <laughs> Trust me. I've... I've but it's Here's like, the, you want to hear something wild? Yeah. I'll tell you. So I was talking to Tim and I'm like, you know, I'm thinking about just totally done with alcohol. I'm talking about like for the rest of my life, right? Follow me on that journey. We'll see. But what I did was I added up with this quote unquote, rarely drinking thing. I won't go on a too much thing, like rarely drinking or every once in a while, but I still ran the numbers of what that actually looks like. Of the impact of, of the, of the impact and the actual days spent drinking over a calendar year, it comes to close to three months, even on a rare drinking situation. Well, think about this. You go out one time with your spouse a week, date night, right? That's 52 times, mm -hmm. but we're already in for 52. That, yeah. That's almost two months. Yeah. And then add, yeah. add all the federal holidays. Fourth of July, Veterans There's always Day a reason. coming up. There's always we got a Veterans reason. Day, guys. Oh, we have the gala this you, week. We have the gala. We're going to, you know, our speaking events. Do you see what we're saying? It's you need to have self-regulation and self-control. Mm -hmm. And when you... Impulse control. Impulse control, yeah. Because here's another thing, right? Every We've worked with a lot of business owners too, and all of them say, we want to hire... Hey, let me know in the comments if you want to hire people like this, right? They have goals. They rarely drink. They work out and take care of themselves. They always say what they're, what they, they always do what they're say they're going to do. And I'm going to stop there. Who does anyone not want to hire people like that? But then here's what you have to do. You need to look in the mirror and say, do I do that? Mm -hmm. And most people don't. So most people are out there, those executives, the directors, VPs, and executives who wants to hire all these amazing people, but literally they're not even doing it themselves. And life is 50-50, like circumstantially, right? You could deal with like a crisis every 90 days. Something can go wrong every day. Like something's going to go wrong. And so what Tim is talking about is falling back on good habits, knowing what gets you back to feeling good. No, because the only, again, so let's say something really bad happens. You get laid off. You have a sick relative. of uh, Your parent passes away. These are real life things, right? Divorce is happening, whatever. Are you going to like just fall to every circumstance and let that take you down like a really vicious cycle of 
negative thinking. No, it could be like, okay, well, if I get up at 5 a.m. and I do the gym and I read a book and I drink my water and I avoid alcohol, then guess what? I can stay feeling really, really great, which means exactly. I'll be in a regulated state in a position to be a resilient And leader. when you're 40 years old, okay, and you go and have <laughs> three drinks, ladies and gentlemen, I have a, a hangover for the next couple days. And we're using the drinking thing, guys, because we talk to you guys. Like, we know people are out drinking and partying. Yeah. And when we cut it out, it was like, whoop, light bulb. So you don't realize how much time is lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, hey, number two, self-regulation is an important trait to discover for yourself and have that self-control so we can put out some of those vices that no longer serve us. Okay. I don't know what they are for you, but one of, you know, my mentors, I look at him and his kind of life motto is he says he wants to be ripped mm -hmm. guys who, rich. Doesn't, who doesn't want to be ripped. He wants to be rich, but he doesn't mean it is just like having money. He means having a rich life, right? Good relationships. You guys get the point. And number three, here's the best one. Rare. Do you know what rare means? Guys, I have no impulses, right? I, I, I don't have any vices. I don't gamble. I don't do any of these things. Imagine a life like that. That life sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I'm takes, ripped. It just takes some work to I get there. I have a rich life mm -hmm. and I'm literally not addicted to anything that's essentially bad for me. Who doesn't want that? Yeah. It sounds, well, the more I cut out of my life, the more amazing it sounds. Yeah. And then number three, hey, resiliency. You, we're going to talk about optimism. Because you said something funny last night. You know, do you remember what you actually said? Was that it I'm a, that I'm a yeah? Go I'm ahead. A, I'm a defensive pessimist, a de which means yes. Go ahead, tell the audience. <laughs> I know they're gonna love this. <laughs> it means that when, let's say, Tim, who is a what I call almost toxic level of positivity, <laughs> has a big vision, right? I really do feel like after I celebrate that moment, like okay, cool. I can see and predict like everything that could go wrong. But that helps me prepare at a really high level. I feel like this is definitely a gift, you know, if it's used well um, and if you are in preparation mode. Um, but yeah, I'm a defensive pessimist. And Tim's like, oh my gosh, you're just being so negative and this and that. And am I, how, how often am I right? Pretty often, yeah. So that goes to, I always see things. It's good that we complement each other so much to where, we is butt it? heads so much. So, hey, butting heads <laughs> with your spouse or your business partner is not bad sometimes because I'm the guy who's always glass half full, right? Glass half full. I am a glass half. I am a glass half full girl. And you're like glass half full, but hey, what could potentially but it go could wrong? could break and spill everywhere. But it could break and spill <laughs> at this very moment. So we need to, we, we need to hurry, right? Oh my gosh. And so what funny. I really love, yeah, Eric's like better admit she's a right a lot. Exactly. Better admit what? You're right. Oh yeah. He he almost admitted it live on air, guys. How often am I right? Pretty often. 90%? I don't know what the percentage is. I'll get back with you. Prediction, 90%. Hey, so, optimism, right? When we're talking about resilience, optimism. So what are we really talking about? Hey, are you going to make all these changes today? Right? Are you going to drastically enhance your department inside the next 14 days, the 100 people you lead? Probably not. But these are actually very basic things that you can do that if you take action now, they will 
right, you will serve your future self. And if you're taking notes, I hope you are. One of the things that I try to think about when I'm making these little, small and bigger decisions is I try to think in my mind all the time, like future self, future self, future self, future self, right? And I'm kind of like, hey, is this right now going to serve me in the future? It's a pretty good way to make decisions. Mm -hmm. But something we really skipped over here. So now you're probably thinking like, okay, Tim and Christina want me to cut out stuff that's holding me back or not, you know, allowing me to feel my best. And Tim and Christina want me to plan better and have more self-awareness. And you're probably thinking, wow, these are a lot of different things I could stop. I should be doing this. If, if you're, if you're really listening and taking notes, you might be a little overwhelmed with how many things you could possibly change. Take a, just a quick moment. And like Tim just said, get clear on who you want to be Yep. and set some goals. Identity. And then your, then your actions, hmm? your identity. Yeah. And then make just very clear goals, write them down every morning, and then just make sure your actions are aligned with those goals. And they could be something very different from what we're talking about, but something has to change, right? If you're tuning in here, you want to be better. You like the conversation of self-improvement. Um, and so write, write some things down. Well, I'm glad you said that because, hey, write this down. Change equals change, which means if nothing changes, nothing is going to change. And when you do start making changes in your life, that's actually when things are going to change. Does that make sense? So many people, this is like the, I love life because there's so many concepts that are like the most, no, no kidding, right? No sounds kidding. But like, so sounds like many, common sense. Sounds like common sense. Everyone's agreeing with me. Most people have difficulty implementing. Or never implement anything. So remember, if you're not happy with your situation, hey, we recommend some of these changes because not only will they help you be the leader that you're supposed to be for the future leaders of America, our countries, globally, right? But for your life as well. Let me tell you guys a story that I did hear David Goggins tell this morning, which was, okay, so now we're talking about the C-suite. We know there's a lot of responsibility. One of his good friends is um, a high up finance guy in New York. Um, very demanding, stressful job. Because one of the things I was gonna say, well, hey, Tim, if I'm in the C-suite and I'm so stressed out and I'm maxed out, how do, how, how, how do I do this? Like, I'm already overwhelmed. But, um, you know, and this friend of his that has this job that starts at 7 a.m. in the city is also a family guy, right? He, we have all these obligations. He wants to thrive in every area. Super wealthy guy, way, the way he explained it. What, do, what does this person do to implement all this stuff? He goes and you know, at four o'clock in the morning, he's out riding his bike 25 miles in the morning, goes home, takes a shower, sees his wife, and then rides his bike yeah. into the city, mm -hmm. just making it happen, crushing it till 7 p.m., going back, going to sleep, doing it all over again. I know that's a really extreme example, but Tim, what would you tell people that are like, okay, I do have to make a change. I'm in the C-suite. I'm so stressed out. How, like, for I don't think we touched much on like the role itself. Like, yeah. Well, I would say this number one, most people are extremely horrible, horrible, absolutely horrible at managing their time. And those are the people who say that, that they're too busy. Mm -hmm. They just are. Because if you're an executive, you have, See, I don't have probably time, have a lot of support around you that you're not utilizing, or you have the funds to get additional support. Right. So we talked about, you know, we won't go into this right now, but we've talked about stuff that you can, 
you know, if you're making halfway decent good money, you can farm stuff out at the house and make your life a little more manageable. But what I'm getting at is people don't realize the amount of time that they have and where their time's going. They're just saying I'm busy all the time. So step one is literally, hey, just one day, what are you doing while you're at work every 15 minutes? Okay. So we talked what about are you doing some of the things in the morning? What are you doing at night? So the first thing is how much available time do I have? And where's my time going right now? Because so many people say they have like no time. And then they say the average person is on their phone multiple hours a day. Oh, look the at average your person, re remember TV, average American, 29 hours a week. And you just start adding this stuff in and it's like, hey, man, there's your time. Yeah, you guys got to watch the stories of the like, I don't have time. Uh, I, I come up with a lot of stories and excuses in my brain and out of my mouth. And I've definitely ditched that one though. The, mm -hmm. I don't have time because I already personally know if it's something important to you, 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 you never always make time. You know, you're not going to have the time you make the time. So watch the narrative. If it's like, I don't have time. I'm too tired. It would be like, I'm going to create the time. I'm going to have more self-awareness. I'm going to schedule my time. I'm going to create time. Um, and I don't know what to replace. I'm tired. I'm, I'm well rested and fully capable. I mean, you just really got to watch the, the, the well, things you say. The to other thing, remember, we talk back, which is a whole nother podcast, right? <laughs> but the other one is just, hey, are you in the right vehicle right now? Are you in the right job? Because if you're if you're burnt out and you're overworked all the time and you're literally complaining about it, maybe that's just not the best vehicle for you. That's, right? a, that's a big question. There are people out there that can do their work in 30 hours. And there's other people out there where it's going to take them 80 hours. They, I wouldn't say like anything's wrong with whether you choose to only work this many, want to work this many hours or that many hours, right? Ideally, you have to know what you want for your life. And most people don't. Mm -hmm. That's actually one of the biggest things at ECU that I want people to leave with besides a job, besides more leadership skills, all this stuff is, hey, you're going to be 80, 90 years old one day. You're going to be sitting on a porch with a cup of coffee okay and you're going to be thinking about your life god willing yep and you're going to be thinking about hey i wish i woulda i wish i woulda i wish i woulda i wish i woulda for the last years of your life i don't want to do that i want to write down my stuff now that i'm trying to accomplish and at my old years in life i'm gonna I, i'm gonna be peaceful because I, I i say this to myself hey I'm going to give it my 100%. I'm going to do everything I can to achieve these things. And if I don't, that's okay. Do you know why? I tried the best I could and I gave it my best shot. But you have to really believe that you did. You have to believe, yeah, this isn't like a half. Yeah, you believe we that you did. Because most people like right now, they come to our first initial consult. They don't even know what they want out of, the, out of their career, ladies and gentlemen. They don't know how much money they want to make, how much money in the market, if they want to switch, if they want to, they're kind of lost. So, so many people are like this in life. They're lost in their career. They don't know their next couple moves. They're lost in life. They don't have goals. They're in debt. Welcome to the average American, right? And that's a great exercise, by the way. If you just envision like, okay, I'm 90, I'm sitting on my front porch, I'm having that cup of coffee. What are the things I want to be able to say I did? And how did I get there? And just start checking that off. Like, I, I promise it only comes down to probably for most of you, Time with your family, a fulfilling career, a healthy body, and a healthy mind, and probably something with your faith. Like well, I'm glad you said that because you just did that last night. Hey, it's been a while. I need to reset myself. 
And then it even goes as much as I was, we were talking about last night, right? It was like, Hey, I mean, it's, it's silly to talk about now, but Hey, this is my workout schedule. I'm eating a hundred grams of protein a day. I'm doing this. This is what time I'm getting up. These are the things I'm doing to do tomorrow. This all the time. Like, how could you go through life without a checklist of like what I need to do? So many people, you know, we have this term of like, win the day. That's the goal, right? Remember win the morning. Win most the important thing is like right now today, right? So like, if you can win the day, whatever that means to you, hey, then over time you can win at life. But the problem is if you don't have a checklist, you don't have a plan. You don't have something you set up for yourself. I even said, Tim, like we do live this stuff, guys. I'm like, Tim, go get my, this is by the way, like almost 10 o'clock at night. Got my laptop out. Definitely making yeah. sure I'm not going into the week without a plan. I'm like, go get my notebook from the bedroom and look at the things that I definitely want to have done by midnight on December 31st, mm -hmm. 2023. And it had like my exact, uh, by the way, this is funny. It had my exact ideal weight for the end of 2023. And I woke up, kid you not, never seen this weight on the scale, by the way. 0. 0.3 over. Point, Point 0.3. Oh, yeah, that's right. Point. Yeah, of course. That was my toothbrush. I had my <laughs> toothbrush in my hand. I already hit the goal weight, which is crazy. Anyways, but I had a whole list of things. And it was in the area of family, right? So what would I want my son to be achieving by then? What do I want ECU's revenue to land at? Um, of course, you have to put systems in place to make all this happen. Like I said, so now we're talking about reverse engineering goals. Um, but there was something in each area. And guess what, guys? On that list, nothing, you know, not all of it was complicated. It was like, I want to be happy and I want to be content. But some of what some of my contentment is going to come from the fact that I crushed that goal list and that I was able to do it. Because I know I'm not going to feel content or great ending the year without doing those things. So he goes in there and he gets my notebook and he's he's reading everything. There had to be at least 15 things that I just scribbled on the notebook while I was on a plane. And the guy next to me was like, you have a lot of stuff to get out of your mind. And I was like, yeah, I do. So you get to use little pockets of time like to do that. So yeah. maybe this is another exercise you can do, which is sit down and say, okay, five things that I want to make sure I've achieved by the end of the year. And since we're talking about corporate America, right, on this podcast right now, maybe, hey, what are some things you want to achieve in your career before December 31st? Maybe it's a cert. Maybe it's giving someone some additional leadership training inside your department. Maybe it's hitting something. Getting the job. Getting the job, right? We don't know what it is, but hey. Most people don't have goals and that's why they don't reach them. My new day planner that's going to be coming out soon has where you write your goals multiple times a day. I didn't come up with those. Who knows who did, but I got it from successful people um, in the yeah, six, successful 1600s. People. So every day writing your goals twice, I don't care if they are the same from the morning, different from the morning. You have to write this stuff down. It's the only way it stays front of mind. So I made a very simple planner for you guys twice a day, writing your goals, the things you're avoiding, things like that. So watch out for that day planner. That'll be really cool. And also if any of this hit home for you, um, the fearless executive is a literal playbook on how to do all the things that we're talking about. So especially on the self-regulation conversation, how to control your thoughts, manage your emotions and implement life-changing actions, pick up the book. It's available on Amazon. Uh, it was, well, cause here's the thing, $5, I think we'll back up to self-regulation. I'm going to move to the next one. It can seem so hard to stop doing things that you know is bad for you, even inside of leadership or. They'd be willing to fail at it. Know, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I lost it. All right. Um, let's go to mental agility, right? Something everyone needs. Mental agility enhances the way you respond to stress and helps you to reason crit critically while keeping your mind open to multiple options. What do you think about mental agility, Christina? 
What's your definition of mental? I feel like you have to be completely regulated to be able to do that. That's what I know. So if your thoughts are running rampant, then I know your nervous system is running rampant. And when you're not regulated in your physical body and in your mind, you have no agility. You just don't. You can't make good decisions. You're not interviewing well. You can't communicate well. You're disconnected from reality. You could even be highly delusional, chaotic, addicted to drama. Mel Robbins dropped an amazing podcast, by the way, with a psychiatrist who explains if you're addicted to drama, which I am, by the way, shamelessly admitting that. And 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 in the smallest ways, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally identify with that. So you'll notice this too, especially if you start cutting out stuff. So these bad habits, you get rid of the news, you get rid of the alcohol, you start working out all this. You, your mind almost wants to reach for other things. That Well, that how can you think about this? Imagine being, and then we'll get back to mental agility because it's really just confusion in the mind, mm -hmm. right? Like, well, that's what you have until you're you're trying to to gain that. But think about this: if you're a director, VP, or executive out there, make having a high level of responsibility. How how can you not take care of yourself and be drinking and doing all this stuff? Like that has to be so hard to perform at a high level at your job. I wasn't going to bring this up, but. When you, so you see Tim and I a lot, right? We're making content. We're living a great life. We're doing books. We're putting on events. We're traveling. We have a, an amazing family life shot. Like if you really developed a, an amazing life that you enjoy living, why do you need to drink? And if you want to be fully active in it, why aren't you taking care of your body? It's really a fascinating thing yeah. to think about. It's easy because most yourself? people drink because the other, the, well, because they're That's working the so much, the because cycle. they're depressed, because they can't get out of their toxic job, because they they can't get their other their new role. But the funny thing is, that's what that's the, actually one of the indicators or things that's holding you back. Right. Back to mental agility. OK, what the definition I got for you? Right oh, here. I put the definition. Mental agility allows you to make your thoughts and emotions work for you oh. during challenging, right, work-related events. Mm. And when you have mental agility, you can quickly isolate a problem, identify solutions, enabling you to take initiative and adjust to change. I was talking to Raquel the other day. Some of you might know her. She's our uh, SVP of marketing. She's probably listening. Hey, Raquel. She's probably going to be she's probably messaging me to let me know if the sound quality is... <laughs> Uh, top notch here, which by the way, drop it in the comments if you are hearing this nice and crystal loud and clear. But um, getting to a point in your life and your career where you're actually welcoming challenges. So Tim said how to continue like critically thinking while basically under pressure is how I interpreted that. Mm -hmm. Like you can be under stress and you can still be agile. I just, I just told you there right now, like just take quitting off the table and welcome challenges. How about that with everything? I'm not going to quit and I welcome the challenges. Well, so this simple. leads exactly into our next point, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, strength of your character is going, you need to build this to build resiliency inside your career. And what we really are talking about is clearly defined values and standards for yourself. Do you have standards? Do you have standards for yourself? Do you have things that say, this is the way I operate because I run S-H-I-T here, right? Most people don't, right? There's things, when we talk about standards, is like, these are the things I do and these are the things I do not do, right? 
this identity thing is what helps why it's so hard for people to change because they identify as someone who doesn't work out. They identify as someone who drinks, who smokes, who gambles, or who does whatever, right? But really, when we talk about most people, when I mean, and I don't want to be too hard on people saying they don't have standards for themselves. Obviously, they do. But I mean, not written standards. Absolutely not. I don't. 99% of people I meet do not have standards. They don't wouldn't even know what I'm talking about if I said, what are your standards mm -hmm. for yourself and your family? Uh, you should probably <laughs> think nobody's about that. talking about it. So there's nothing wrong. Like I'm not talking down on it. I'm just saying it, it goes back to that self-awareness. Has Have you ever thought about it? Standards. The other thing, hey, clearly defined values. Of course, companies have them, et cetera. What are your values? What do you value? What do you not value? Most people are trying to go somewhere that they don't even know like what it means, what it takes to get there, no plan. <laughs> With all of this resistance of life, they're saying stuck on all these things. Hey, no wonder it's so hard to change. Your life has to be like a business, a, a good business. Oh, this is good. We heard this on the podcast. Yeah, talk about this. I have no idea what he's talking Alex about. Alex and Layla Hermosi were talking about this. Oh, I'm sure they did, and they're brilliant. But the your life has to work like a business. So picture some of the best businesses you know that have a great mission. What's your mission? What are your core values? And do you live and die by that? And then do your systems and processes support that so you can implement all of those great things? It's the same. You know what? In fact, I'm going to create a mission statement for my actual life. I do not have that. And I'm going to create, I'm going to create that. I know the ECU mission statement and I know what those core values are. And I know that our team knows that and they operate accordingly. And it's a really cool thing to see because not many people do that. Um, but you can do that in your life too. What Layla and Alex say. They have everything written down. Yep. Yeah. So what's your mission, you know, every day? Is it maybe it's just today to be happy and impactful. Okay. What does that person look Cause like? Cause here's why when you set standards and have goals for yourself and you continually reflect on them twice a day, three times a day, subconsciously your brain goes after what it continually sees. So the reasons why habits are so hard to break is people don't take the couple minutes it takes to actually develop the standards, et cetera, and goals and review them, you know, frequently. And if you don't do that, it seems so hard to overcome. And somewhere along the line, people have convinced us that you can't do this or you shouldn't. It's really fascinating. Like, like think about how crazy it is, guys, that, that we are actually conditioned to believe that like we can't change and we can't make a difference. Like what, what psychotic person put us on the planet and suppressed everybody and said like, you can't change and you can't make an impact. On this teeny tiny little earth speck of nothing and nothingness in the universe. Like I am crazy enough to believe I can and I'm definitely going after it. But with that said, hey, you have to have all of these things plus more. These are the current areas people struggle in, right? So, hey, highly recommend. What are your standards? What do you value just as an individual person? What do you, what's your, your warrior ethos as the army would say, right? What do you live by? And if you can't come up with an answer to that, use the question, how do I want to feel? What do I want to feel? Start with happy. Start with positive. Start with productive. 
and act as that person. Be, do, have. <clears throat> be happy. Act happy. Have happiness. Last thing. We're glad you're joining us on this podcast because nothing can be done alone, right? I was just reading Napoleon's Hill, not to think and grow rich. He wrote, I think it was the 21 or 22 laws of success. This book was written. If you don't know who Napoleon Hill is, hey, go check him out. International bestseller, think and grow rich, interviewed Henry Ford, the Rockefellers back in the 1900s and wrote a book on it. And basically it's the keys to success of life. But I read his other book that's not as popular. Do you know what one of the first top five things was to like have a successful life? Hmm. They even called it the same. Well, people call it probably different things. Do you know what one of the top five was? To be in a mastermind. Hmm. Not something you have to necessarily pay into, right? Definition of a mastermind is like common people on the same goal, right? Collaborating. It's guys, if you want to make a dent in the world, your company, et cetera, you, you need help. So the last one we got for you today, building resiliency is, Hey, you can't do it alone. You need connections. You need your team on board. You need your family on board. You need some of your friends on board. And while doing those connections, please do what I said last week or the week before and listen to people. Something I'm still working on. Hey, actually listening, actively listening and showing genuine interest because, hey, you can't get there alone, right? So that's why we have ECU for the career stuff. Right? And you don't get like, an award. Like, like who wants to go on a job? Yeah. You don't get a medal for doing it alone, by the way. So if you're grinding it out, just making it harder on yourself, like there's no special award. And we work you. with a lot of people who never want to ask for help. It's one of the easiest things. It's the hack to life, ladies and gentlemen. Right? You want to be a, be a better leader? Work with someone who's a better leader. You want to overcome something? Be in a group where people have already overcome it. Right? The good news is it's 2023. We live in the land of digital information where through lots of readings, right? You can learn how to master your own life and your own career. Now it's not easy and it's daily, it's daily practice, but 15 minutes a day. They've even said, Hey, 15, 20 minutes a day for a whole calendar year is equivalent to an MBA level of education. Imagine repeating that every year. You need a network of connections anyways. Like when I just went out to St. Louis, that was for um, a stem cell therapy. That's because I know a doctor out there. I have a trust with them. Then I go out there and I meet all these other amazing people. Like you need people that you can count on in every area of life. I got people I can text. Are you my accountability buddy? Whatever. What are you doing today? Like maybe something they say inspires me. Like it's more than just, it's more than just, I don't even know how to. It's so much easier than people. I don't know what point you're you're trying to make, but I mean, like, if if I'm going somewhere, who wants to go alone? Do you want to go up a mountain alone that's cold with no map? Why would you do that to yourself? Actually, I'm I am one of those weirdos who like solitary. With no map? Not without a map. <laughs> okay, so at I, least you have a map. It would be more fun, I guess, hiking with people. I do I do like to do stuff alone though. I just mean like having a group of people that you can count on in multiple areas of your life, it's more than just about like networking for opportunity. We talk about that a lot because that is key, but you need people that you know are after the same things. It's just not talked about enough. And I didn't really start paying close attention to that until, I mean, I've always had really good people, luckily, you know, I'm blessed in that way, but like 
How do you bring more people in that are doing more than you, doing even better than you? Like you don't want to always be the gold standard. Well, that's in the, the number one thing of the number one thing of running. If you want to run faster, are you ready? What it is? Try and guess the number one rule. Go around people who run faster. <laughs> Go run with someone who runs faster than you. Alignment equals velocity. It does. Christina, recapping. Hey, we talked about resiliency in the C-suite. We talked about the importance of being self-aware, the importance of self-regulation and self-control. Because if you can't do that, you 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 are doomed. You are doomed. Who just recently said that? If you don't have impulse control, yeah. you can't do anything. Wes Watson. <laughs> hey, number three, optimism. Number four, mental agility. Then we got strength of character and your connections. Christina, any closing comments? Caffeine is not one of the things I've cut out today. Um, no, we covered a lot. We did cover a lot. Uh, that Facebook group that Tim is talking about, I cannot stress enough. Like, <laughs> You guys actually might get a fancy mes message from us because we're working on reaching out to everybody in that group. If you go in there and you see just like very little activity, you got to start reaching out to people. Turn your likes into leads, create conversation, go over there and post something that you took from today because we're approving those requests every day. These 15,000 people you see, these are not robots. These are real people that we mm -hmm. click requests. So get over there and network in there. Take advantage of that. Hey, so remember, today is the most important day of your life. Are you going to make decisions based on the future life that you have or basically do nothing, remain stuck? Watch the news, worry about everything you don't have and everything that's holding you back. The decision is yours. Hey, if you need help in your career, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast until next week where we have a special guest. So stay tuned. We'll see you then. Bye, Bye everyone. Guys.